are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you had a great weekend this past few days. Good show for you today. Got some things to talk about in Bachelor Nation that happened over the weekend. Definitely want to talk about Big Brother. I know I said last week that Kyle's move was the biggest move of the season. I'd say last night was the biggest HOH in the, of the season because now the battle lines have been drawn for, I guess, what we can expect the rest of the season. Plus, got some uh, pop culture stuff to get to and maybe some sports at the end. We'll see how much time I have left. But, as you know, we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast also brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share plus sex that you'll look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. That's REALITYSTEVE is the code that gets you 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com, D-A-M-E. Let's get started with some Bachelor Nation news. It came down on Friday. Kind of surprised they did a Friday dump of this, but they did. And it was your official cast list for Bachelor in Paradise. Now, for those who said, where's so-and-so, where's so-and-so, where's so-and-so, I think they released 18 people in the cast list. I will have it in tomorrow's column, the link to it, in case you didn't see it. But you got to remember there are this season there was a record number of people that showed up on paradise during the course of the season i think it was 42 was that the number we came to i believe 42 people showed up on paradise this year this is just the opening cast and not even everybody necessarily that was their first day because somebody might have came in the first night and they wouldn't be a part of this cast list but i believe there was 18 that were released on friday and i think you know, it's I, I got a few that were sent to me. I saw a few responses on Twitter when I reposted it from Kristen Baldwin. And it's a lot of the same stuff kind of that I hear every year. It's like, who are these people? I don't even recognize half of them. It's like, okay, but that's kind of your fault <laughs> because you don't recognize half of them pretty much outside of, I think, one or two people in that 18-person cast that was released, everybody's that's on that cast has been from the most recent seasons, and most of them went pretty far. They're all from either Gabby and Rachel's men, Clayton's women, Michelle's guys, or Katie's men. Michelle's guys and Katie's guys. It's literally the last four seasons. Outside of Lace, who you've known for months is going to be on this show, who was on Ben Higgins' season and... I can't remember what season of Paradise she was on, four or five. I think it was five when she got engaged to Grant. Everyone is from the last four seasons. So I don't understand the people that say, I don't even know who half these people are. Well, probably weren't paying attention then because they're all from the recent seasons. Like, this show doesn't just go back and cast people from five years ago. Every single one of those people on that cast list was from the last four. So I usually take issue with people saying that they don't, know who these people are. Well, I guess you don't pay attention to the show then because they're all there. Now, yes, do you have some people that lasted two or three episodes on Clayton's season that are on that list? Yes, but they have that every season. So I guess you're just going to say that every season now because that's just the way the show works. They even have night one people that show up on Paradise and some night one people 
have done really well for themselves. Go back to the very, was it the first season? Yeah, the very first season of Bachelor in Paradise. Lacey Fadul, first girl, was eliminated night one of Juan Pablo's season. Ends up getting engaged to Marcus Grodd at the end of Bachelor in Paradise season one. Now, granted, we don't even know if that was a real engagement or a real marriage. <laughs> that thing got a little wonky, but yeah, no, there's, they always have people. There, there'll be people that were eliminated on second, third episode of not just necessarily Clayton's season, but you know, even Michelle's, Katie's maybe, um, that end up doing well for themselves on Paradise. I mean, I, already, I mean, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, mute the next 30 seconds or so, but, you know, Kate Gallivan was kind of a nothing on Clayton's season. She didn't make a name for herself, wasn't involved in any drama, didn't really stick out, went home either row ceremony number two or row ceremony number three, and she's a hot commodity down in Paradise this season. So it's a perfect example. We get it every year. There's always somebody who went home early during the season, and you're like, who is this person? And then they do really well. Marissa, last season, another good example. I don't believe she lasted very long on the show when she was on The Bachelor. And then she did really well and ended up getting engaged to Riley at the end of last season. And they're the only Bachelor in Paradise couple from last season that have broken up since then. All the couples that either left the show together, left the show engaged, or got together post-show are all still together. So, except for Riley and Marissa. So that's that's a pretty big deal. But, yeah, just just know that there's going to be a lot of people showing up this season that you're like, I don't kind of remember them, but yes, they were on the show and they were on a recent season. But I don't know why I hear that every season, but I do. Another thing that popped up in Bachelor Nation over the weekend was an Instagram account. I believe it was the Windmill one. I don't know if it's Bachelor Windmill or Bachelorette Windmill. Like I said, I get so confused by these Instagram accounts because they all kind of post the same exact thing. They take screenshots of tweets from Monday night. They all post the same pictures. They all retweet what the show posts about upcoming episodes. So I, I, I'm not good on who's doing what. But one of them, I believe it was the men. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the windmill one. I just don't know if they are Bachelorette or Bachelor Windmill. Let me, um, I do have a screenshot that someone sent me of it. It is Bachelorette Windmill. So Bachelorette Windmill on Instagram posted a picture yesterday. Someone sent them a picture of Nate holding hands with a woman in Chicago. Looks like at a grocery store or something. And it was, hey, they were holding hands, and here it is. So what to make of it? I don't know. Again, if I were to have been sent that picture, I, I would not have posted it because you know my stance now on people in the franchise dating someone outside the franchise. I don't talk about it. I think I know who this woman is because of stuff. When I released the Nate story, like I said, I had more stuff sent to me. I think I know who she is. She's not anybody famous. She's not anybody from another reality show. She's not anybody from Bachelor Nation. If it's the same woman that I was told about, could be somebody new. It's tough to say because this is a profile picture of her standing next to Nate and holding his hand. But they put it out there. That's fine. Um, I don't. I don't know who it is, and I don't know what it means. You know, 
I people are automatically jumping to the conclusion that this means that Nate is not the bachelor. Maybe it does mean he's not the bachelor, and he's just like, okay, well, I'm not the bachelor, so I'm going to start dating. Or maybe he's just having fun until he becomes the bachelor, and maybe she knows about it and doesn't care. I, there's so many different avenues this could go and, and ways this could be, and so that's why I don't want to read into the picture too much. I have no idea what's going on with him. We're still about three weeks away from the Bachelor announcement being made. Maybe it will be an eight. Maybe it won't. We just don't know at this point. And I don't know anything new in regards to the Bachelor. Like I said, I gave you my thoughts last week. I think it, they should probably just go with somebody new since they haven't in 30 seasons. But that's just my opinion. And I have no idea if they're going to do that. But the picture of Nate, I think I might know who it is. And like I said, she's nobody that anybody would know based off a TV show or anything like that. But I was told about a woman. I was sent her Instagram page a few weeks ago when I, well, when I did the the Kelsey story with Larie. Um, I was told about, you know, a couple more people emailed me after that and said, oh, what about this girl? I'm like, oh, didn't know. She kind of looks like her, but I can't really tell. So I don't know if it's the same, if it's the same girl. But yeah, I mean, I it's now out there, so now everyone's going to speculate what it means. I don't think we anybody knows what it means. So that's that. So let's get into Big Brother last night. A really good episode because, like I said, last week Kyle had the biggest move of the game by telling everyone at Dyer Fest about the Leftover Alliance. So now when the Dyer Fest group, which consisted of Terrence, Turner, Kyle, and Alyssa – came back into the house. Well, right before they came back into the house, they said, we're sticking together. We are the after party. We are sticking together. It's four against four. And the other four that were in the house, obviously, were Michael, Brittany, Taylor, and Monty. So there's obviously cross alliances happening here, but basically the after party was established, and it's four against four. And whoever won HOH... They were going to determine, basically, which is going to be the dominant alliance, I guess, going forward. Turner wins HOH. Kyle should have won it. Turner won it. I didn't say should have won it. I mean, he screwed up twice, but he was close to winning it two times and and screwed up both times. But Turner ends up winning, and you think he's going to put Brittany and Taylor. I mean, not Brittany and Taylor. He, he was initially thinking of putting up Terrence and Alyssa, the two people that are not part of the leftover alliance. Because there's eight people left. Two of them are not leftovers. Six of them are original leftovers. However, in getting to talking to people and getting to talk to Monty, it sounds like Monty and Kyle were the ones that convinced him, hey, Joseph was really gunning for us. And we were at the bottom of the leftover alliance. And Michael, Brittany, and Taylor are kind of running the show here. Now, I don't know if that was gameplay. I don't know if that was really legit. I mean, it seems like we know Michael, Brittany, and Taylor are working together. But are they the dominant ones? In the Leftover Alliance, I guess that remains to be seen. But Turner did what he did, and he stuck with the after party, which was kind of shocking to me. And he puts Taylor and Brittany up. They're not happy. And this is a week to possibly go after Michael if Taylor or Brittany wins. Or if Michael wins. Well, Michael wins. He's not going to go up. But if Taylor or Brittany wins Power Veto, they're bringing themselves off Obviously, they're taking themselves off. And I think Turner would put Michael up. 
and Michael would end up going home. But that's if Taylor or Brittany wins. So we'll have to see. Obviously, I think it already happened. Power of Veto competition in real time happens on Fridays, and nominations happen on Mondays, right? So the nominations, I guess, should be happening today. So maybe the actual nominations haven't happened. But if you've been following on the live feeds, you probably know who won Power of Veto. I don't, and I don't want to know. So thank you for not telling me. But I think this is the biggest. This was the biggest episode of the season because now we have eight left, and we kind of see now it looks like Kyle, Alyssa, Turner, and Terrence are going to stick together along with Monty. So it's almost like those five are now together, and the outsiders are Brittany, Taylor, and Michael. And, you know, everybody knows, and they've they've showed it enough times. I haven't watched the live feeds, but when the show is showing us numerous conversations of a lot of the other people on the show talking about the fact that they know Michael's going to win if he gets to the end, Michael's really going to have to go on a string of runs here and almost win out. But if you win HOH, you can't play the following week. He's going to need the weeks that he doesn't win HOH for Brittany to win it or something because I don't know how he survives this game because everybody knows if he gets to the end, he wins. So who wants to take him to the end? I don't know if Michael, um, he's played the best game. He's one of the more dominant players we've seen. But I don't know how he survives this, especially if Turner, Kyle, and Monty stick with that pound group and they bring in Alyssa and Terrence. That's five versus three. Those five can get to final five if everything plays out the way it does. And Michael, Brittany, or Taylor do not win power of vetoes or HOHs. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to this. Again, like I said, this is one of my favorite seasons. I'm really enjoying this. And I like the gameplay. I like... You know, I didn't think Turner had a chance. I thought he was just a guy on this show. But now he's got two HOHs under his belt. He's made some moves. Could he win it? I guess it all depended on who he was sitting against at the end. But for the longest time, I've said the only three people that can win this game are Michael, Monty, and Taylor. I think Kyle has moved into that group. If he sat next to the right person at the end, Kyle could win. And I think Turner now. I think Brittany and Alyssa and Terrence are probably the only ones that can't win this game if they got to the end. I just don't see anything in strong enough on their resume to vote for them over somebody else. But we'll see. Obviously, things can change, and alliances can change, and somebody can piss somebody else off in the heartbeat, and all of a sudden they're just like, I'm not working with them. I'm not rolling with them. They said something behind my back, and we know how things fluctuate in this house. Look at how many different alliances there have been. The leftover alliance, we thought they were going to get to final seven, and they ended up getting to final eight. Six of them did, at least. And they were going to start eating each other. Now it's exactly what happened. They're already going after each other, and the leftover alliance is no longer because one of them put up two people in it when Turner put up Taylor and Brittany last night. So I'm looking forward to this. I hope you are, too. Good, good episode last night and really kind of game-changing, to say the least. You know what we haven't talked about in a long time? Dancing with the Stars. And leaks are starting to come about in terms of the cast. I don't know if you saw any of the leaks. I'll just 
tell you what I read online. We know that um, the biggest one that got released is Charlie D'Amelio and her mom, Heidi, are going to be on Dance with the Stars, which is just, I mean, this is just a total ringer. Charlie's been a dancer since she was like three. So just pencil her into the finals, please. We know she's getting to the finals. She's insanely popular. She's the most popular person on TikTok, and she's danced since she was three. Like, come on. Now, do I think she'll win? JoJo Siwa was incredibly popular, and she got to final two and lost. I could see Charlie making the final two and and just not getting enough votes. Obviously, I don't know the rest of the cast, but she's getting to the finals. People are gonna. She's got her army that's gonna vote for her, and whether or not she wins is a different story. The other three names that I read online that have been, I guess, confirmed. The show doesn't confirm any of it because on uh, September 8th on GMA is when the whole cast will be released. But we know how this is run the last few seasons. Basically, everybody in the cast is going to get spoiled before that September 8th announcement, except for maybe like two or three. But usually when leaks get out, they're accurate when it comes to Dancing with the Stars. Joseph Baina is going to be on it. You're like, Steve, who's Joseph Baina? The name? Yeah, it doesn't probably ring a bell. But if I told you that's Arnold Schwarzenegger's son that he had with the maid that he banged a long time ago while he was still married to Maria Shriver? Yeah. The out-of-wedlock son that he had, who looks exactly like him and the maid combined? Um, <laughs> that's uh, He's going to be on it. And he's his partner, because I guess he was seen outside of the studios, and his partner is the one who won with Iman Shumpert last year. I can't remember her name. Wayne Brady apparently is going to be on it, and it's amazing to me that we're how many seasons into Dance with the Stars and Wayne Brady hasn't been on it already. I, I feel like Wayne Brady's already been on it three times, but apparently not. He's never been on Dance with the Stars, but he's going to be on it. And then deaf actor Daniel Durant is going to be on it. He's not the first deaf actor to be on Dancing with the Stars. Marley Matlin was on, and um, was it Kyle DeMarco or is it Niall? Niall DeMarco, sorry. Not Kyle DeMarco. Niall DeMarco. And Niall DeMarco won with, um, who was his partner that season? It was uh, it was PETA, right? Yeah, Niall won with PETA, and he's deaf. So this isn't the first time they've done it, and you know how this casting goes for Dancing with the Stars. They like to do stuff like that. Always, always kind of the same people. Um, there'll be somebody from Disney. There'll be an athlete. I mean, obviously, there's 16 people on this cast. That's only five. So we'll find out more going forward. Something that happened last night that used to be the biggest deal in the world. Not the biggest deal in the world, but used to be a big deal. And I used to make sure it was appointment television watching was the VMAs. VMAs were on MTV last night, I'm assuming. I didn't watch two seconds of it. Because back in the day, the VMAs was such a huge deal because music videos were made for songs. Now, there aren't many music videos that come with songs. And if they are, they're not on MTV, they're on YouTube or the artist's homepage and whatnot. But there are videos made. I just have never gotten into the VMAs. Wait, (laughs) I don't even know. Is it Video Movie Awards or Video Music Awards? What is the... What was last night? The VMAs, hold on. VMAs MTV 2022. Okay, the Video Music Awards. All right. So it is the Video Music Awards. Okay, more proof that 
why are they having video music awards when barely any artists put out videos anymore? Back in the 80s and 90s, videos were the first time you usually heard a song. Now it's like you hear the song first and then a video comes out later. Um, but it's really just an, it's really just a way for these artists to perform. It's always, it's basically just cause nobody really watches. I mean, some videos obviously are very popular and whatnot, but the way music goes now, videos just aren't a huge thing, but not what they were in the eighties and nineties when the VMAs first started and it was a huge deal, but it's always been about the artists performing live. I don't even know who performed live last night. I saw Taylor Swift was there. And she won an award for All Too Well, the 10-minute version. So good for her. She should have won it. I don't even know who she was up against, but don't care. She should have won it. And she did. So, But there were reality TV people there. I saw that uh, Tasha was there. I saw that Blake was there. I saw. Did, did they give away reality TV awards last night? I don't even know. But just kind of goes to show how things have changed, especially in my lifetime. When the 80s and 90s, oh my gosh, VMAs was such a big deal and it was appointment television. And now, yeah, it's a way for people to walk the red carpet and people love red carpet stuff. I don't care about red carpet stuff at all and didn't watch two seconds of it. So, but I know people did. So was it any good? Who performed? Did Jack Harlow sing that one song that's in all the TikToks? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, tonight... Men Tell All. Well, it will start the episode with Avon's hometown date, and then we'll bleed into the Men Tell All episode where you have the spoilers. It's on my site from not this last Friday, but the Friday before. You can go check that out. That would have been uh, the 18th, I believe. Yeah, the 18th of August. Just go to that post, and it'll have all your spoilers for tonight's episode of the Men Tell All. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and we will talk to you tomorrow. See you.